0: Strokes the three from the left wing. already why not? He's feeling it. He's oh, from
1: four from three.
2: Goodness! Hunter Jr. down the lane, drops to Rainwater for a two-handed slam! That's what you do. He will tear down a rim this year. largely able to blow by the pressure. Now a lob. Rivers throws it down! Catto tries it again. You bet! Caleb Catto back-to-back threes! Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Screech Report. This is episode number twenty-five of all
1: time. Or
2: twenty-fifth pod of all time. Or and what a coincidence it is.
1: The Mark Eddy Norelia episode. Edition. Edition. Or Alternate Universe. The Sherwood Brown edition. Or That's that's kinda it. I looked on <laughs> I looked on the rosters in like way in the past, and there's a couple people there. Uh, but it was not at the level of recognition that uh mr mark eddie and sherwood are but uh speaking of those guys those are like two of the most known players in the program mark eddie is specifically is just he was one of my favorite players to watch honestly um but what are some of your favorite moments from both of those guys
2: one of the moments i remember and it wasn't like iconic or nothing but i, I remember him kicking ass against uh fairly dickinson in the tournament, not that that was like the playing game, right? Not that it was incredible talent, but I remember him just like
1: he owned that night for sure. Sweeping,
2: he may have only had five points. I don't remember. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I mean,
1: we beat them very handily. I'm pretty sure he had. It was a, it was a double double night, twenty some points or something like that.
2: Let's see if I can find it.
1: But you're right, actually. Both of those guys, it's not really the moments; it's the like collective the day moments. in and day out. Yeah, like with Sherwood, it's it's the the tournament run, right? It's it's him putting his you know hand over his eye and the three pointers and and just being the face of that team and a sun player of the year, Mark Eddy. It's having that monstrous year with him and Zach Johnson and Christian Terrell.
2: Oh, so he had twenty points that night.
1: So he balled out.
2: He balled out in the tourney, even though it was like the it was playing game, yeah, whatever they call it now. But the first, still.
1: the first four. That's what it is. is first it? Yeah, four. Yeah, first four. Which makes it sound way cooler.
2: Uh, instead of round one, it's like round 0.5. Yeah.
1: Kind of like our first pod. Cause technically this is the 26th, but no, that first one was 0.5. It
2: was a dry run. It was a, a blurb. So shout out to Mark Getty, Sherwood Brown doing big things overseas. Yep. You know,
1: living it up. So, uh, how about that game last night?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I'll admit it. I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, me either. I I go to bed at a pretty (laughs) regular time. It was about ten thirty, so I watched most of the third quarter. It was pretty close, and then uh, I woke up at three a.m. to like fourteen thousand text messages congratulating me. (laughs) I'm owner of the Bucks, part owner, so it was pretty exciting that I was, you know, got to see my team win and from my bed.
1: And uh, it's crazy. Tom Brady got another championship ring.
2: Well, what's crazy is that the Bucks were able to win in football and in basketball the same yeah, year. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah.
1: That's I mean, Tampa, And they just were at the White the House. Lightning won two straight cups.
2: Well, the Bucs were just at the White yeah. House like right before game what six. What a
1: turnaround. Then they go in the NBA yeah, finals and play. Like to that's, take a that's, team, like, that's like fighting out of your weight class in boxing.
2: To take a team and play one professional sport well is one thing, but yep. then to turn around and go win yep. in a totally different league... Got to give it to the Bucks.
1: Yep. Hats off to you, Tom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tom and Giannis.
1: How good of like, what, what position do you think Giannis would play in football? Because, like, the easy answer is wide receiver or tight end, right? He's 240 pounds. He's 6'11. He's quick. He's strong, all that athletic. So it's like you want him on the jump balls, right? But, like, imagine him as a defensive end. Like, the quickness he'd have and, like, he'd bat down every ball you can't throw to his side. I think that'd be nice, too.
2: Yeah. I was originally thinking running back, but I feel like he's too lengthy. No, he get
1: he get his knees broken <laughs> twice <laughs> <Right>. a game. <laughs> right. You got to get low. You got to bend to play running back.
2: Now, if they changed the rules of football where you had to, like, dunk on the goalpost.
1: What would that be called? ball?
2: Yeah, or basket foot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like a slur. Uh, <laughs> hey, basket foot. Hey, basket foot. Get off the court. Um, speaking of getting off the court, we, uh, we were tearing up the court in front of Aliko Arena this past weekend. We also tore
2: both ACLs. (laughs) Yep. Tore my
1: groin, ACLs, my My tongue, my tongue was torn. Yeah. My eyelids from watching all that smoke. Smoke? Yeah. Cause you don't want the smoke. (laughs) But really in other, uh, pop culture news, about the uh Space Jam sequel. Although it's is it really a sequel?
2: No, it was a new legacy.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, reimagining.
2: So, we had this conversation off uh off mic, but as an adult, I thought the movie was pretty bad. Um as a kid, like trying to speculate into my imagination if I was still a kid, I'd probably think it's just as cool as the original Space Jam. Um
1: but, you know, Right. Coming as a guy who I would take, like, I would fight somebody on this. I think I'm one of the biggest original Space Jam fans on the planet. Yeah. You can ask my old VCR. <laughs> and, but, uh, so even with that being said, I, uh, when you really, like, remove it, like, people keep talking about when they compare the movies, talking about, like, the original Space Jam was some Oscar worthy movie. <laughs> like, it was Michael Jordan's a bad actor, man. Like, he's he's a bad actor, and the movie, like, uh, it was corny, it was, you know, cheesy and stuff like that. And you didn't care, because you were that age, and there were, you know, cute references and, and little funny jokes here and there, and Newman was in it from Seinfeld, and Bill Murray, and Larry Bird. and
2: But to argue, I don't think it was just accepted by kids then either. Like, I think adults liked it too. Right, but
1: to be fair, I think people are a lot more angry today.
2: Yes, but I was gonna. The other part of my argument was, and I don't know what came before Space Jam because I'm not well versed in sports movies like that. But that was kind of like the first time I feel like that a prominent sports figure such as Michael Jordan was in a movie that was kind of like fantasy like that.
1: Yeah, I can't think of another not not the person like himself. There,
2: there was always sports movies like Rudy yeah. and, and Facing the Giants and all right. this other stuff that was like, oh, it's inspirational sports. But like to have the actual sports figure. Yeah. In the well, movie. it wasn't
1: even it wasn't a sports movie like in the in the vein that it wasn't like some inspirational story. No. Sports movies are usually no, have a big I, message and a yeah. theme about them. This was just I'm the biggest athlete in the world and I'm between retirements and I'm going to make a <laughs> movie and it's people are going to go see. But it. I think that was the first of its kind. Yeah, it was. So it
2: was popular no right. matter what. Right. When you when LeBron kind of recycles the whole It wasn't the same story obviously, but like just the whole right thing you know it's still cool I guess but not not as cool
1: I like when I factor in everything I give the new Space Jam like a six out of ten yeah maybe maybe even a five like I don't think I'd watch it on my own again but if I had kids and they wanted to watch it ad nauseum I'd be all right with it
2: and like you said the original Space Jam is probably sitting right there too a six or right but in my head that's blasphemous well for originality right it's a nine yeah or higher
1: Somebody told this to me recently, and I actually thought it was really accurate. It was like, when you talk about films like that, and they used the original Space Jam, they said, so Space Jam is the worst film, but the best movie. And I was like, okay, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like, you, you stop analyzing it. <laughs> Just enjoy it for what it is, and have a good time. But anyway.
2: Like... To be honest, and I was t- I was kind of tired when we watched Space Jam 2, I don't know how it ended. Like I don't know how they defeated whatever they were fighting.
1: It was spoiler alert. Everyone, go watch Space Jam. Oh two yeah, maybe we shouldn't say in this theaters. Yet. No, that we're giving them a spoiler warning. So if they need to turn this off, they'll turn it off. Spoiler, spoiler. Everybody got a spoiler on their Honda Civic when they street race. Spoiler alert. Boom boom. Anyway, um, go see it in theaters or on HBO Max, whatever you desire. If you haven't and don't care, then just keep listening. But it ended. Wait a minute. What?
2: How? What if they haven't watched it? How are they going to find, how are they going to pick up the rest of the podcast if they don't want to hear this?
1: Well, they'll just go forward. I can promise you we won't be talking about this for more than a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, it ended with like the theme of what LeBron had to listen to his son a little bit more, right? And the son had to realize that his dad's just trying to help him, right? They had to come to some sort of agreement. So that's really what it was. It was, it's got to be fun. Your dad loves you. And LeBron started having fun on the court. So his son was like, oh, okay, dad's ready to have fun again. He gets it. He just loves me, right? So it was, it was that kind of thing. That's the message.
2: So what I'm saying is Michael Jordan had the extendo arm, slam dunk to win the game. I don't remember what LeBron did.
1: Um, actually I saw a really funny meme and it was like, Michael Jordan was, this is just numbers. I don't remember what they were, was 55 for 55 in the original Space Jam and LeBron James was six of six. Just putting that out there. (laughs) It was just a meme. But you know
2: what I mean? Like Space Jam, the iconic... Extremely arm. cringy extendable yeah. arm that I love every. Second but you of. can picture that in your yeah. head, and it's a cool yeah. picture. It's the nasty I have CGI stretch. No out idea, there. no remembrance of what happened for them to win the game. What I remember
1: there. is Dame time. That was kind yeah, of cool. Showed up for like, a like two che- seconds. Yeah. If you have that ability, why don't you just use that all the time?
2: I wasn't impressed <clears> with <throat> the villains, or you
1: mean Don Cheadle? Well, <laughs> playing a mean version of himself.
2: I consider the villains like AD and Dame oh, okay. just because they were the opposite team. Yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of. Pretty- I
1: actually, you know what? My biggest complaint is that I feel like they added the little alien Monstars, um twice just for fan service. Because if you actually pay attention to that, they just had. It was like they just randomly showed up, and it was just them in the picture and people's legs. It wasn't like something that they edited or filmed. Or animated like especially for the movie it was like something after the fact of like oh well we have to have monsters or people are gonna riot right. so they, so they threw them in there a couple of times but I thought like you didn't do anything but put pictures of them in there with them moving a little bit like that I'd rather you've just not put them in right a cheap right. A, cheap attempt it would
2: have looked cooler like they did the 3d effect with bugs Bunny if mm-hmm. they did that with the yeah the
1: monsters. that would have at least been like oh yeah I remember new that." new age yeah right that would have been cool. Anyway, that's enough about Space Jam. We have another guest, another week, another guest on the pod. This time, we got Austin Ritchie, 6'6", 226-pound transfer from Tulsa, joining the squad and joining the pod. All right, we want to welcome Austin Ritchie to the podcast for the first time. He's a six foot six, two hundred twenty six pound forward wing, stretch four, whatever you want to call him. How you doing, man?
0: Oh, I'm all good, guys. Uh, thanks for having me.
1: Sure thing. And uh, you know, I've been looking, and I know you're a Chicago area kid. Uh, you spent the last year in Oklahoma, Tulsa, but how are you adjusting to this uh, brutally hot summer?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun getting to know my teammates, getting to know uh, what, this, what this program is about and uh it's been fun um you know building a brotherhood already in the summer um everything's been great you know learning the culture and uh i'm just happy to be a part of it
1: sure how you like in fort myers so far i know you know not everyone's back so it's not as lively as it could be but um how are you liking fort myers and the campus and whatnot
0: uh the campus life seems to be good um you know obviously there'll be a different vibe when school starts but uh so far with me getting to know Fort Myers it seems like a good city everything is close um you know all the essentials that you need that that you would want in a city are uh, are pretty close so uh i can say right now that uh fort myers has been fun so far
1: and uh now i got to mention this before we continue uh my whole family's from uh, south chicago or technically the east side as they call it but um i'm the only one born here but that doesn't mean i'm not a a diehard Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, and White Sox fan. So please tell me you're not a Cubs fan, so I don't have to end the interview.
0: No, <laughs> no, I'm a, uh, I'm White Sox all the way. I always have been. All
1: right, that's what I like to hear. Um, so I I don't get to talk uh, that much Chicago sports, so I apologize. But uh, how'd you feel about that Justin Fields pick, man?
0: Oh, I loved it. Um, you know, we finally got a quarterback in chicago you know i guess to the chicago fans it's kind of a relief because we've always been you know kind of dreading our quarterback play but it looks like we got a real one um you know i like justin fields a lot um you know and i just hope he gets the keys to the team sooner than later
1: yeah man i I don't know if i could take more than about four weeks to dalton but we'll see
0: yeah well yeah i I don't think so either i just hope that uh fields can come in and i heard that he's proven himself in uh training camp which is good news but i just hope that he gets the keys sooner rather than later because i think he can really really change the franchise
1: yeah man
2: all right austin this is elliot i'm not from chicago so i won't be asking you any more about that but <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about you like a little bit about you off the court like uh talk about your hobbies maybe favorite movie food hidden talent whatever you want to talk about
0: uh well first off i'm a man of god um you know, I'm super faithful. Um and uh, you know, God is at the forefront of everything that I do. Uh my favorite food is is mac and cheese. Um hobbies off the court, I would probably say uh hanging with family and friends, uh, you know, watching basketball, listening to basketball. I'm just a basketball junkie and uh, you know, that that's really that's really what I like to do off the court. Um, you know, is just study the game and hang out with family and friends. Uh, I'm also a pretty big shopper too.
1: How uh, did you think about uh, the game last night? How you think about Giannis finally getting it and the Bucks winning for the first time in, like, 50 years?
0: Uh, it was actually a sight to see. Um, I was happy for Giannis because Giannis, um, you know, he did it the hard way. He didn't He didn't join the super team. Um, you know, when he first got drafted to Milwaukee, he said, uh, you know, I wanted to do it here, you know, with the people, um, you know, that drafted me and all my teammates, and, and I wanted to do it here. I wanted to bring Milwaukee a championship, and – uh he did it, you know, uh, he did it in great fashion too. Uh 50, um, you know, and a closeout game on the biggest stage in basketball. Um, you know, he averaged what 35, 13 and five in the finals. Uh, you know, he really, really is, um, you know, silencing the doubters. And I'm happy to be honest, um, you know, he, he showed that he's a big time player on a big stage.
1: For sure, man. And, I'm hoping uh, Damian Lillard can do the same. I know he's been with Portland for, what, like eight years now or something, and I know they're talking about him maybe leaving, but I'm hoping he can run it back or something, but we'll see. Um, anyway, back to back to basketball. You played some good basketball in high school. You got an opportunity at uh, Northern Illinois, only there for a year, uh, but you played a decent amount of minutes considering you're just a freshman. Uh, then your year at JUCO at Triton uh, showed everyone what you can do. Last year at Tulsa, COVID year shortened off season. You still found a way to be valuable, I guess. Um, talk about your journey bouncing around each place and just how you're able to make an impact, and how you ended up coming here and choosing FGCU.
0: Uh, my journey's been it's it's, it's uh it's been it's been interesting, um, you know. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. I feel like every spot that I've been. Um, I've learned something, you know, I grew as a player, grew as a man at, in, uh, at each spot and I couldn't be happier, you know, um, God just showed, you know, he just
1: brought me through a lot
0: of these, a lot of these, uh, trials and tribulations, but, um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, you know, Northern was, it it was positive, you know, even though, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to be, you know, I still had some positives, took some positives from there. Um, you know, Triton was really, uh, you know, I, I would say a breakout year for me. Um, you know, I had a coach in Steve Christensen who was awesome, who believed in me. And, uh, you know, I thrived under him. And, uh, last year, you know, I felt like I really grew as a man, um, uh, and as a player. Um, you know, I took some positives from there playing in a, in a great league, you know, uh, being able to have an impact. And I was just grateful, for, grateful for that. So, and FGCU, I chose FGCU because coach Fly, uh, you know, he really made it feel like home. Um, I know that this is a winning culture. Uh, The standard here is championships, and uh, I'm all about that. You know, I want to win at all costs, and uh, I feel like FGCU is the right fit, and it'll allow me to do that.
2: Awesome. We're glad to have you and stoked for uh, the season to start. And uh, not to backtrack a whole lot, but we were just researching some of your stats, and we noticed your first game last year at Tulsa was against TCU with your now teammate Kevin Samuel. So we just want to know how, how did that go? And did you guys know each other at all before coming here?
0: No, no, we didn't. Uh, we remember playing each other, but um, you know, it's crazy. We talk about that. We've already talked about that a couple of times since we've been on campus, but uh, Kevin's a fun guy, man. I obviously think he's going to help us a lot um, with his rebounding and his shot blocking ability. Um, so we've actually become pretty close cool since we've, since, uh, since we've been here. So uh, it's been fun with Kevin.
1: And, uh, so yeah, getting close with him. You mentioned we had Carlos Rosario on here last week. He said y'all are rooming together, um, and I know you can catch you guys posting pics at the gas station, looking fresh, uh, about to get a Slurpee or something. But uh, anybody else you've been hanging around with or getting working with in the gym in particular?
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's been it's been fun, man. We uh, this team is is pretty close already off the court. Um, but yeah, Carlos, that's that's he's like my brother already. Um, you know, we roommates obviously, so that helps. But you know, we just – we're real cool. We just kind of – you know, we just kind of vibe. You know, it was pretty easy. You know, we laugh all the time. You know, we do things off the court. Um, so, yeah, that's like my – he's like my brother already. So uh, – but as far as everybody's concerned, I think this team as a whole is uh is going to be just fine off the court because we realize that our chemistry off the court can only help on the court. And uh, whatever it takes, you know, to affect winning is what, is what we're willing to do.
1: And uh, I know basketball has become increasingly more, you know, positionless. It's really more about who you can guard rather than, you know, what your quote-unquote position is. But you've been, you know, advertised at least as a, a guy who can play a few positions, the three, the four, something like that, and a guy who's really good from three, shoots a lot of them, makes a lot of them. Uh, I guess just comment on is that how you see you, yourself? Um, is that how you see your game or how do you see your game?
0: I just see myself as a basketball player. A guy who uh, who's an impact player and uh, will do whatever the team needs me to do at the time. Um, yeah, I can shoot a little bit, <laughs> but uh, but I just want to be a guy you know that can come in and impact the impact uh, the game you know any way that I can, whether that's defending, rebounding, uh, shooting the three, you know whatever it is I can I can do to help is what uh, what I'm willing to do. I kind of see myself as a positionless guy, more so a basketball player than than a position.
2: Heard. And with, uh, you know, your guys workouts starting up and the season quickly approaching, um, what are, what are some of your goals for the rest of the off season and and for the upcoming season in general?
0: Uh, yeah, as far as off season goes, just getting closer, um, with the guys, us building a relationship. So that way when school starts and we enter the season, you know, our chemistry will already be there. Um, as far as individually in the off season, I just want to continue to get better as a player. That's improving every aspect of my game. Um, you know, because I feel the better I am as an individual, the better the team is. And, uh, you know, my goal for the season, I want to make the NCAA tournament. You know, I want to reign the season, and uh, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get that. Uh, you know, I came here to win the championship, and uh, I plan on doing so.
1: Yes, sir. And uh, that's really all the questions we got. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and, you know, chatting with us for a bit. Uh, we'll definitely – we're trying to get in for a practice once that starts kind of amping up when school starts and – I'm sure we'll, we'll talk then, talk closer to the season or something like that. But we appreciate it, man.
0: Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank
2: you.
1: Thanks for tuning in, guys. That was Austin Richie
2: again, newcomer to the nest. Uh, expecting a big impact from him. Looking forward to seeing him on the court. All dolled up in eagle gear. And uh, we'll talk to you on the next one.
1: Peace.
0: Basket foot. Hey, basket foot! Get off the court.